Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com.com.com.com. Welcome to Cherry's World. The only podcast coming through your beat stereo is Cherry's World, so let's go around like a merry-go. Plug your phone in, make sure it got a full battery. Download it Wednesday, listen to it Saturday. She cover all topics, whatever you after. She got ball players, authors, doctors, actors, rappers, singers, entrepreneurs, divas, leaders, androids or Apple, turn up your speakers. Trying to shoot my shot like the vaccine, whether it's Cherry or Maxine, whether the podcast or acting, she that queen. PYT, you know what that means. Saw you on TV and touch the screen, touch on you. I plead Lucy, has got a crush on you. It'll mean the world to get a blush from you. Teaspoon to me, leave you sleep like Robitussin do. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to Cherry's World. This is your girl, Cherry Johnson. And today I have a really special guest for you. He's special to me because he's my friend. You will get to listen to a one-on-one conversation with me and Raz B. That's right, B2K's Raz B. And rumor has it, you're going to get to know him a little more up close and personal. He is going to be on the new upcoming season of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. He is just signed on as a cast member. Raz, thank you so much for joining me. This is Cherry's World. A natural detox can improve everybody's overall health. If you are suffering from obesity, high blood pressure, lupus, diabetes, fibromyalgia, diverticulitis, or if you need to improve your heart health, a natural detoxification can help you. Are you interested in some anti-aging or some Alzheimer's prevention? Hit us up at www.teamcherryj.com. to Cherry's World. Tell me about what's been going on with you. Basically, the last what? How long did you spend in China? It's been almost 10 years there, about seven to be exact. God damn, seven years you've been gone. You came back a grown-ass man, dog. Man, uh, yeah, factual. (laughs) Tell me about your experience over there. Like, what what did it do for your soul? Well, I would say it did a lot because the universe God allowed for me to be on another side of the of the of the world. So I truly feel there has to be more game and it has to be like in the wills of the gods, in the will of the universe, in the will of Jesus, or whatever you want to say, you know, or Yahshua of the movie. And I just be like. I asked myself, damn, I was over there for so long. And it was a lot of humbling experiences, you know, because the language, the culture, culture shock, the food. Um, being, you know, you know, being kind of like being misled when I first kind of like went over there. It's like maybe, maybe, you know, some people had, uh, they, I, they had an idea of, my, my success, but it didn't really mean much there in China. 
too much because they have this China's their own world. So essentially it's like I had to find my way. I remember coming over to uh to China and the money they told me they was gonna give me, I didn't get that money when I got there. So I'm like, all right, I'm here now. What do I do? I ain't about to go home. So one thing led to the next. I see these agents, they set up some shows. And they would use my name. It was pretty cool. I was like, all right, so I was like, okay, this is this is a different kind of vibe versus the, where the club I was working as a residential artist, which is in a city called Dalian, which is close to Japan. And I was like, I was like, okay. So I started working this little job. They got me like working there every day. There's two two clubs. One is called 88, which is called Baba Juba, which is 88 Club. And then the next club is called King. It was like King Juba. And, like, these two clubs were, like, connected. I worked in a small club, 88, because they felt like my music didn't match. And then there are a few other Americans and Latinos. They worked at the other club where the stage is, like, really narrow, but they got this big LED screen. I always want to perform in that room because I'm like, yo, if they put me in there, I'm killing this shit. My music that I, that I, that I had when I first came there wasn't too great, right? So these Chinese producers helped me kind of remix my music to have the Chinese sound. Then I started busting their ass. Then I started like doing like covers, different songs that I felt that like were good. But then I always kept my music and my element in it too. So I, I wound up developing a new sound over there for my own self. I wind up learning how to perform perform better as a solo artist because nigga, all eyes on you. Right. Um. And then mentally, it it, it just you know when you're just away from your family and your friends, you're out of your comfort zone. Immediately, you're gonna adapt and you're, you turn into your, it turns into survival mode. You know what I mean? So while you're growing and having fun and figuring out, before you know, you look up, two months go by, you fly your girlfriend, you got your girlfriend flying out here, you got, you know, different Chinese people asking you to book talent. So I'm starting to realize, I'm starting starting to become an asset. Right. They're starting to see the value of having an American talent in there. And that's why Americans are able to come, they want them to come into China. They have something to offer. I love that. So did you come home speaking Mandarin? Yes. Are you fluent? Um, I speak, I speak good enough. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I'm fluent, but I definitely have a conversation. That's awesome. So it's just like a whole educational experience. I heard you say that over there, they know who you are, but it's not a big deal because China's its own world. As you know, I've secretly moved out of LA and for the first time ever, I am kind of like living a regular life like everybody else. Did you feel like the quality of life that China gave you was a lot more private and for the first time probably in your life <laughs> because you definitely didn't leave as, a, as an adult. So that for the first time in your life, you got to kind of experience what a normal life would be. I guess you said that's, that's, a, good, that's a good way to look at it. Or what the fuck am I saying was that? Uh, that's a good way to say it or look at it for the simple fact is that <sighs> yeah, I mean I uh, mean no, I wasn't popular there. You know what I mean? You know, so, I mean, I, I can still go, even in China now, I mean, you know, I can, I can live a regular life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, when I play, yeah, so, like, I'm not all, you know, you don't got all that, you don't got all the, what, what, what turned, what started happening for me, my ass, I wanted to get famous there. Right. <laughs> and, there's foreigners, and there's foreigners there, and they know, and I'm like, huh? And then I got hurt in China a few times. So it, it started, you know, then I started putting out music with A-list Chinese artists. So it started, my, my whole world started to change a lot. So the things that I 
the things I thought that I could get away with, you know, um, you know, essentially become a hindrance for me. For the most part, you know, all that did was taught me how to respect myself more. Because when I respect myself, other people can respect me. So I can, can I use I that mad. part that China taught you how to respect yourself more? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would love to use that. Now, I think it's fire, actually. Fast forwarding seven years, it's time to come home. Did you have any fears about coming back home? Because it was kind of like you rebirthed yourself over in China. You made yourself into the man who you want to be. And then you decide that you're going to come back home. Did you feel like you were going to have to come home and start all over again? Were there any fears that you were going to have to live in your past? Or what were your thoughts coming home, basically? I want to murder these motherfuckers. <laughs> Y'all fucked up. Um, no, I mean, of course I had some, I was, I was gonna have, I had some, diff, some doubts. Um, you know, I, I, que I question everything that the human mind could probably uh, question or inquire about at that at a time oh, fuck is that shit at a time such as that meaning like yeah. you came home questioning but you came home confident as well yeah I came I came I, I had of course I had questions and stuff like that I mean I kind of wonder I wonder how I would be received by certain people mm. Mm. I wonder what it'd be like to be around my peers um also realized also came back realizing the world that I grew up in was such a very small one compared to what I just experienced. Right? That's like, the part China, I want to they, they have their own award show. They have their own everything. And they're the leading economy in the world. So I was like, damn, I see why God has entrusted them with the wealth. And out of all the places he allowed for me to go, he let me go there for seven years. Very prophetic number. Right? So I, uh, I had a bunch of concerns, but that one thing let you know, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, I, I came back four years. I came back I came back like five years ago for like thirty days and that was interesting. I just really just stayed low key, visit my mom, gamble I was gambling, you know what I'm saying? And then I wound up just going back. And when I got back, it was kind of difficult too because, you know, there was an incident that happened in China, which, you know, I got into a fight and what happened is there was so much media on me. It it shined light on the dark areas in China. So a lot of people were scrambling. They were like, because people have their, 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 they have certain lights, their performance entertainment license. So God actually was using me to change things over there. And so I went back to China, like after that, after my first run, which was like three years, then my second run was four years. And that was interesting because when I, for this time I went back and I brought people with me. Who Dancers. did you bring back? Um, I brought this girl named Julie. Julietta, Julietta, she's like an Australian artist that, if you ask me, she never got her break. If she would have listened to me and followed me, she would probably be sitting right here, right with me. Wow. Because I think she's good, but these are, these people don't be listening, they think they know it all, and I've passed them all up. So it's not a blow, but yeah, you can put that shit up in there. No, I won't, I won't put it up in there like that, but can you, can you tell me, you said young artists don't listen. People really don't know what it takes to be successful. If you had to tell somebody just in a few words, the dedication and what do they need to do? I mean, if you really, if you really, really, really want to do this shit, right? I mean, anything in your life, you got to trust your teachers and your mentors. You have to have blind, complete faith and you have to trust them and allow for them to be great at what it is that they are, right? 
you know, don't hire somebody great or, 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 or say you want to follow somebody to only, to only get what you think you need and then run off. You know, it happens to a lot of people and they wind up not getting what, what it is that they actually really need to succeed. So I've seen a lot of artists come around me and they think, oh, okay, I got this song, I got this thing now, I'm good. I mean, maybe. I don't, I, I'll see, we'll see if you can last. Lasting. What does it take? A lot of people don't understand that, that they think they get lazy and they feel like they no longer have to write or they don't have to stay up late at night or they don't have to rehearse for eight hours. Can well, you... your, your, your dedication, I mean, even I got, I'm about to go on tour in a few days, right? And I still, I, you, know, I, you know, I still have to run the routine. Somebody's last night is like, well, you know, in order to take this shit to the next level, you may need to, you may need to stay a little extra longer and run this with everybody else in case... You know, because the parts, because the parts that you may be dropping the ball on, um, social media is gonna be looking at they'll be looking to light your ass up, and then they gonna light our ass up. So your dedication is everything. You know, what I mean, you have to you have to push things into that extra gear. You just put up a good element. You said social media. Now, social media wasn't really a thing first tour around, but it is huge now. Correct. What's your relationship like with social media? Because I personally have a love hate relationship with it. Um, my relationship is is uh, it's real simple. It's a bunch of cowards online talking a bunch of shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, like, what, I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, the, the, the internet is undefeated, and it's allowed for the world to move a lot faster because we can communicate. You know what I mean? And this was this is this was prophesied back when Nikola Tesla was walking this earth. That's real. Right? So, um, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's all about how you deal with it. It's just people have access to you if you choose to let them have access to you. It's, it's real simple. It's no big deal. It's, I, what you, it, it's what you make of it. I love you talking about access because sometimes that's something that we all forget, that you can only get what you allow in. Right. How do you stay private or how do you set your boundaries? Um... Good question. How do I set my boundaries? Yeah. Um, well, I know what I'm willing to take in, what I'm not willing to take in. You know? Certain things lead to certain things. So, you know, it's just like you got to be cautious what you listen to, be cautious what you hear. And you also got to be cautious what you read. Hmm. You know, somebody sent me, me a message. I, I'm like, I'm not reading that shit. I don't want that shit in my spirit. So that explains why you don't always check your DMs for the people who don't get returned. <laughs> I, mean, I won't write. I, mean, I won't write it like that. But you know, do you check your your private messages? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm human. I try to. I try to check his name because these messages essentially are for me, right? Right. So I, I definitely want to stay tapped in with that. You know. At the same time, I. Uh, I gotta have tunnel vision because you know these things they can be a blessing and they can be a distraction. Absolutely. Okay, so let's fast forward your dream tour, right? You have been talking about this for a while. I remember you talking about trying to get the guys back together, and here you are. You basically manifested your dreams. Not basically, I did. You manifested your dream. So, do you believe in manifestation? Yes, of course, I believe in manifestation. It's real easy. We're, we're universal beings connected to the universe. So, you, you know, you know, 
the way we were designed, the way our brain, our left and our right side, the way our brain was designed, it's our, it's our instant connection to the universe. So, of course, we can manifest things. We've been manifesting things before we came to this earth. I'm so so so. What are you manifesting for this tour? Uh, man. I mean, the overall movement. I mean, you know, essentially, obviously, it takes quite a few people to tangle. But I, I've always been my mom called her space baby, and we and people that like to follow, you know, religious content or or context. There's a lot of truth in that. You know, like the there's a there's a saying like faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I like that statement. I think it's uh, Hebrews five eleven or something like that. One thing I like about it is the fact. That is basically saying the word faith is like a substance, you know, that you like. We we all hope for things. In other words, we have to we have to vision things and we have desires, but we have to we have to believe in what we can't see. And I think when we close our eyes, you know what I'm saying, and we really picture those things, we have this wild imagination. And it's it's dope according to the wills of the universe what things we can and can't manifest. So I mean, really, some of the stuff I'm manifesting for this particular tour is just, just strengthening my my bond with my brothers, because um, every day it gets tighter and tighter, and the stuff that we talk about is so amazing, and the things and opportunities that we have in front of us is just like really dope. So it's really uh, manifesting that we just get get even uh, a stronger bond. The shows work phenomenal; no one gets hurt. You know what I mean? We all just have a really good good vibe because it's a reunion, not, not just for B2K, but for everybody. We all get to come together. It's already a lot of love out there. I mean, shout out to B5 and Pretty Ricky. They, they made some videos of our, of our routines and stuff like that. So, you know, for another group to pay homage to another one, I just think it's phenomenal. It's really dope that we're young. We're, we're kings, you know what I'm saying? And we're actually sitting on our throne. I was telling Mario yesterday, I was like, yeah, the second coming to Christ, nigga. And he started <laughs> laughing. Because <laughs> we were talking about Heidi Selassie and, and, and the kings of kings. And then we started talking about ourselves. So, um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, manifest love, great health. Uh, everybody having a great fun time. The show is going great. It's really just like people see it for what it is. I mean, because B2K, we actually really put in the work. You know what I'm we, we're not coming back all like fat and ugly and, and discombobulated. We're, we, you know, we are, we are, God preserved us. Our music sounds phenomenal. You say it's a really big stage production. You know what I'm saying? So that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's for now. That's kind of where I'm at. So, how many cities do you have? Um, oh man, I, I, a lot. I don't, I've lost count, but I know we're doing, I know we're probably doing close to 55, 50, 51, 55 shows. 51, 55 shows. That's amazing. I'm not going to. That's, that's nothing. Cause I was in China. I was doing probably a show a day for 365 for about six years. That's amazing. You basically it, had a Las Vegas residency. In that's China, exactly, for people who exactly, don't understand. That's, that, can I tell you this? That's exactly what I had with a full production over there. My fucking lights, everything. Like, it was crazy. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. What What's next? What comes after the tour? I mean, I know it's crazy to say what's next, but that's what everybody's going to ask. What What's next for Rasby when the tour's over? I mean, sky's the limit. I mean, I have so many projects on that media rising. I mean, from... You know, from development with other with other artists, from uh, movie projects that are like really like taking off. Probably one of my biggest big baby projects would be the fact that I produced a show called Raz to Riches, and my name Raz means Revealer of Secrets in Hebrews, and the riches are revealing the real riches in life. It could be true, it could be 
relationship. It could be time. It could be just, it could be the things, the basis, the things that really matter. And those are the things that I want to reveal. It's going to take place um, in China. And it's going to drip back into America. I'm pretty much bringing like six people over to America. And I'm just, you know, it's really deep out. Me and my guy, Durano Ferro, is coming up with a new concept because he actually has one of the very first Chinese artists that was on a reality TV show. And she and her father is like very well off. And, you know, he he understood the vision when I pitched it to him. So possibly Raz the Riches, which I, I tell people it's not, a, it's not a reality show. It's more of, it's more of a network. It's my, awesome. it's, my, it's my network where I can like, you know, people come to me all the time, not for they want to be famous or this essentially they're looking for some kind of help you know absolutely and, and what's his name again is it ferris duran O'Fair. duran O'Fair. okay yeah. car, i'll have his car on me right now but he's That's okay uh, i just want to make sure that i i get it right when i type it up yeah he, he put out he helped with like jersey shore he's placed on he's probably probably first like 120 shows that's amazing i'm yeah, really so, proud of you thank you Bobby. and i'm this- Thank you for waking up in the middle of the fucking morning. What is what is it like? Five four there? Five o'clock? Yes, about like five. It's five o'clock in the morning. He is up doing an interview with me. Thank you, baby. I love you. Good luck. like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see. Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.